Hey, what's up, guys? This is Chris Perry, the host of the Young Powerhouse podcast, where young powerhouses gather to do great things. And I'm pretty excited about the slogan. I just came up with it today, which, again, I'm pretty excited about. So definitely let me know what you guys think in the comments and stuff. But I'm pretty excited about this. This is episode two, which I'm super excited about. I'm excited about this episode and this topic. And I think it's a topic that really needs to be addressed that I'm really super excited to talk about. So the title of this episode is So You Want to Be a Realtor Part One. And I'm making this probably, gosh, probably like a five part episode. But I wanted to do this because it was somewhat inspired by the Super Bowl, actually. And, you know, you guys may be thinking, like, what does the Super Bowl have to do with being a real estate agent? And for me, it was a big thing because I enjoy seeing people that are at the top of their game doing what they do. So you have somebody like Patrick Mahomes yesterday in the Super Bowl or even like a Steph Curry in the finals or Michael Jordan or LeBron, you know, people that are at the top of their game. And I enjoy seeing people like that work because most people think it looks easy. The great ones make whatever they do look easy. You know, when Michael Jordan hit the last shot, it looked pretty easy, didn't it? I mean, he made it look so effortless. When Steph Curry shoots a three, it looks effortless. But what you don't see, you see the finished product and you don't actually get to see the behind the scenes of what the finished product looks like to get there. And being that I'm an athlete myself, you know, I play basketball still, you know, a few times a week, I play in leagues and all that stuff. Um, and also being a real estate agent, I think it's kind of pertaining to our our topic. And then also too, with my industry, you know, a lot of times people see, you know, all that we do on Instagram, like, you know, I post the highlight reel, you know, all the houses that I sell, you know, houses that I show things like that. So people get to see the finished product, but they don't see all the work that goes into getting to that finished product. So for me, I wanted to do this topic again. It's so you want to be a realtor part one. So I wanted to do this topic because that's one of the biggest questions that I get most probably on any Instagram, you know, Facebook, Twitter, anywhere that I am, social media, that's probably the question I get the most. Like, how do you sell real estate? How do you become a realtor? Like, how do you do those things? And people are are always asking me that stuff. So I wanted to do a topic about it on the podcast just to kind of, for this one, for part one, I really kind of wanted to just touch on five misconceptions that I think a lot of people have about real estate and being a realtor. Because Um, A lot of times I get people that say like, you know, hey, I don't want to work a nine to five anymore. I'm kind of inspired by your story. And, you know, just a quick breakdown of my story for those that don't know. You know, I I used to work for the government. I had a nine to five for uh, about four years or so and graduated college 2012, uh, got my degree in business administration from Morgan State University. And I immediately went to work for the you know federal government in Washington, D.C., and I liked it, but I knew it wasn't what I wanted to do for the long haul. So I did that for a few years. You know, I went, I moved around a bit too because I wanted to move up the ladder pretty quickly. So um, I went from the government to consulting. I went to work for a pretty large consulting firm called Deloitte Consulting. And most people that know Deloitte know them for being a one of the big four tax firms, but they actually had a consultant arm too that I used to work for as well. So I did that after school. Um, I moved up the ladder pretty quickly, but I knew that working for somebody wasn't really for me. And so 
after doing that for a few years, I knew I wanted to do this real estate thing. So I got my real estate license and I did it part-time for two years and I did pretty well part-time. My second year, the first year I didn't really do anything just because, you know, I didn't really take it seriously like that. But the second year I did really well. So I did all that, quit the government four years ago, and I've been a full-time realtor ever since. And it's gone very, very well. And I like First off, I'm 29 years old, so I'm a millennial. For those that don't know, can't really see that, but I am a millennial, you know, and I like to be on social media. That's kind of our thing. I've grown up with it, um, and I show a lot of the highlight reel on Instagram and sometimes Facebook and Twitter and things like that, but, you know, I think sometimes people see it, and they see all that I do and all the houses that I sell and things like that. I don't a lot of times show the behind the scenes of all the work that goes into getting that that clientele and also the work that goes into building that clientele. And also, honestly, a lot of the disappointment that comes with, you know, working with people sometimes. Sometimes people are mean. Sometimes people don't want to listen to what you have to say. A lot of times people think they know more than you, even though you're the professional. So I think there's a lot of misconceptions around being a real estate agent. And I definitely wanted to just kind of touch on five of those. So I think for me, the five biggest, and I'm going to definitely touch on all five of them, but number one, that it's easy money. I think so often people reach out to me, you know, on social media and they ask about how do I get my real estate license? You know, it's something that I I think I want to do, but it seems like, you know, I've had people actually say like, it seems like it's pretty easy career to do. You can make a lot of money. And I'm like, you have no idea how to actually, you know, it's it's honestly running a business. And most people have no idea all of the stuff that goes into running a business, um, sustaining that business, sustainably growing your business, all those things. So a lot of times people don't know all that goes into that. So, you know, it, it kind of honestly makes me laugh when people say they think it's easy money. Um, and then the number, the second biggest misconception, I think, is that it's easy to get business and it's easy to build your business when it comes to being a real estate agent. Um, the third one that you get your license and just kind of everybody's going to flock to you because it's more like, you know, field of dreams where build it and they'll come. And I think people have that misconception that I'm somewhat special and I get my license and everybody's just going to flock to me because I'm just, I'm Chris Perry. I'm just great and everybody loves me and everybody's going to want to, you know, work with me just because of they know who I am. And that is the furthest thing from the truth. Um, I think the fourth biggest misconception is that we all make a bunch of money. Like every real estate agent is balling, you know, out of control, making, you know, massive six figures, close to seven figures. Um, I think that that's a big misconception. And, you know, it says the average, I looked up uh, a stat from the National Association of Realtors, and most of, they said the average real estate agent makes about $40,000 a year. Most people in their job make more than $40,000 a year. Um, the average real estate agent that I know, you know, last year I did 42 transactions, so I sold 42 houses totaling $13 million in sales. Average realtor doesn't do that. And real estate is the ultimate 80-20, you know, industry where 20%, the top 20% typically does about 80% of the business. And thank God that I'm in that top 20%. Um, In this region, I'm actually in like the top 1%. But that's because I work my butt off. And 
with this podcast, I'm going to be taking you guys, of course, like kind of behind the scenes of like what goes into building a business, how to actually sustain that business. Because for me, I've built my business every single year. My business has increased. And that's a testament to hard work, of course, Um, a whole lot of faith in God. (laughs) That's for sure. And also just simple kind of principles that I've put into play with my business to where I build it sustainably. And a lot of my business is actually not only just social media, but a lot of it's referral too. And I want to teach you guys how to do that too. So again, the fourth misconception I think a lot of people have is that we all make a whole bunch of money and that we're all, you know, just balling out of control. You know, every real estate agent is making high six figures and that's just what we do. And that is so not the case for sure. Um, And I think the fifth major misconception and this is the biggest one, and this is the one that I want to address the most, the fifth biggest misconception. And I think, you know, I kind of, I wanted to order them from, you know, like the ones that I get, I would say maybe the least to the ones that I get the most. And number five is what I get the most. And that's, I don't want to work for somebody else. So I think I want to be a real estate agent because I don't want to work a nine to five. And I think if that's your motivation, that's like the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life because you you leave a nine to five where you have someone essentially telling you what to do every day. And for some people, they, they say they don't want that. But if you've never worked for yourself and you don't know how to actually go get business, the extra freedom is a terrible thing. Most people have no idea how to actually deal with the amount of freedom that comes with being a real estate agent. So for me, I'm a full-time real estate agent, like I said. Um, if I don't sell houses, I don't make money, period. So my family doesn't eat if I don't make money. And there's no way around that. There's no if ands, or buts about that. Um, I don't have a salary. I mean, it's great that I get to actually choose because of how much work that I put in, that I get to choose how much money I get to make, whether I want to make you know, $5 this month or I'm sorry, or maybe no, if, if I don't want to sell anything this month, if I want to make $0 this month, or if I want to make $100,000 this month, I get to choose how much and it's proportionate to the amount of effort that I put into my business. I love that. Most people, that would scare most people to death because again, if you have no savings and you don't know how to properly budget your money, because business ebbs and flows like any business, but if you don't know how to properly budget your money, you don't know how to do those things, then you not making any money one month could put you under. Because most people live that way. Most people live, um, if you live in paycheck to paycheck, being a full-time entrepreneur is not for you, trust me. Because budgeting your money and knowing how to use your money effectively, because a lot of times your money has to go back into your business too. And I think... Sometimes people see, you know, I've had clients that will look at how much I make at a closing and they're like, well, wow, you're making a whole lot of money. But but let me let me school you guys on what actually goes into what we make as realtors. So if you see what we make at a closing, it looks like a lot of money. It looks like a big lump sum, which technically it is, uh, depending on the price of the house that you sell. But we get it in a lump sum meaning we don't get taxes taken out. So we actually have to, we have to budget for taxes. Um, a lot of us have splits with our brokers. 
So say if you make $10,000, right? So a lot of times it, it depends on, and it, and it also depends on, you know, how much production that you've done so that you can actually, um, you can negotiate your split with your broker. So say if you make $10,000, I'm going to break it down for you guys numbers wise, because I think that that helps. So say if we make $10,000 for selling a house, right? That's a big lump sum. You get a single check uh, from the title company to take to your broker because you don't get paid directly. They pay your broker and then the broker pays you. So my broker is Caldwell Banker, one of the biggest brokers in the nation. We are nationwide. Um, actually, we're international, which I love because I'm actually um, I'm a realtor in Maryland, D.C., Virginia, but I'm also going to be uh, moving my business out to Miami and also L.A. as well because I want to have an international team because I look at other agents that I look up to um, and they have that. And that's what I want as well, because I feel like I can do the same thing they do. And so, again, back to back to the numbers. So say that you make ten thousand dollars for selling a house. Not only you don't get that ten thousand because they pay your broker. So say if you're on an 80 20 split with your broker, you get eight thousand of that ten thousand dollars. So you're already at eight thousand dollars. Right. You still have to pay taxes on that. Um, and it depends on how much you make, what your tax bracket is. But say if it's say if it's twenty five percent of that eight thousand of that ten thousand. So you still have to pay roughly again. But it all depends on tax bracket, how much you you claim and your taxes, all that kind of stuff comes into play. But say you don't have claim anything, you still have to pay twenty five percent in taxes. So that's twenty five hundred. So now you're down to what? Uh, 8000 minus 2500 is $5,500 after taxes. Oh, but if you want to still make money, you want your money to make money, you have a marketing budget. Most people do. So say if you do $500 a month for your marketing budget, that's $5,000 right there that you have. That's literally half of what your commission was. And a lot of times people don't make $10,000 for selling a house. So... You know, people think that we all make a bunch of money, right? Some of us do. It's a, it's definitely a, a game of volume. So if you're selling a lot, then you'll make more. But a lot of times, you know, you'll have people that will sell ten houses in a year, and people look at them like, man, you you made you made about hundred thousand dollars, but they didn't really make a hundred thousand dollars. You make less than that. And again, you can make a lot of money. All the, it's proportionate on, of course, how much money that you put in in marketing, things like that. And then also, too, it depends on how much work you put in. Um, for me, you know, anybody that knows me knows real estate. I eat, sleep, breathe real estate. That's my life. Aside from my family, it's like the most important thing to me. I love what I do. So anybody that knows me knows that. And a lot of people want to make the kind of money that I make. And they want to sell the amount of homes that I sell. But I tell people, like, are you really willing to sacrifice how much I sacrifice? Every Saturday morning essentially is work time. So I don't always get to spend time with my family on Saturday mornings. Like, sometimes I miss things because I have to work. The good thing is, though, I get to actually choose my schedule. I get to choose when I want to work, things like that. But Saturday mornings, like, my family knows that. That's work time for me. I show houses on Saturday mornings. I write contracts. I follow up with clients. I do all those things a lot of times on Saturday mornings where sometimes I just want to lay around the house and chill. But if I don't work, I don't make money. 
And I can't look my son in the eye and say, hey, you know, daddy didn't make money this month. So, you know, you may not be able to to eat meats too. So he wouldn't understand. But, you know, I can't look look my family in the face and say, you know, daddy didn't didn't sell anything this month. So we can't live the way that we're accustomed to living. So it's it's a lot of getting out there and really busting your butt to make the money. And I, I wanted to definitely touch on, you know, the person that wants to be a realtor or a real estate agent because they don't like their nine to five and they think that it's, um, you know, easy money and something that would be easy to do. And I, I really don't like that kind of person because you're already going in with the wrong motive. Um, in my opinion, the really successful real estate agents, you have a bigger why than you. And, and it's bigger than just Hey, I just I don't want to work a nine to five or hey, I I want the sense of freedom that you have or I really want to make a lot of money. It's more than that. The money isn't a big thing to me. I mean, I enjoy the money. It's great. You know, it helps me to support my family, but I don't do this for the money. And hear me on this, guys. You can't do this career for the money because you will encounter things being a real estate agent that will make you want to quit. Let me explain. So this past week, I was supposed to, today is February 2nd. It's um, Monday, February 2nd. I was supposed to close a deal uh, two weeks ago, two Fridays ago, and then we pushed it to last Friday, and it ended up getting pushed to this Wednesday, which it actually will close this Wednesday. And you may be asking, hey, Chris, why did your closing get pushed back twice? Well, let me tell you. So this client, from the beginning of the process, we told the client that he would need, uh, or I didn't tell him, he was a referral from someone that I know very, very well, a business partner of mine. And the business partner, and because the business partner is a very good, um, is a very good friend of the referral, so the client is a referral from a good friend of both myself and the other, uh, the lender. So one of my credit specialists referred this guy over to me. And, you know, great working relationship. We still have a really good relationship now. But he got his sister involved because he felt like he wasn't explained the numbers correctly even though the lender and my credit specialist explained the numbers to him at the beginning of the process, he said he didn't know. I get it. You know, if you say that they weren't explained to you correctly, you know, I apologize and say, you know, unfortunately I don't have the numbers, but that should have been explained to you correctly. And we ended up having to push back two weeks because of that. And I ended up having to get on a phone conversation, a pretty uncomfortable phone conversation with my client's sister who is not really involved in the process, but she's looking out for her younger brother, which again, I understand. I'm not mad about that. I totally understand. And we end up having to get pushed back two weeks because he didn't have the money or he didn't want to put up the money that we originally told him that he needed to put up. So it's not always as easy as, you know, getting business, closing business. Again, my Instagram is literally the highlight reel. Sometimes I post the bad stuff, but a lot of times you guys don't actually get to see the stuff that sucks about being a real estate agent. And I'm going to start putting more stuff on there about that. But this is, again, this is, 
So you want to be a real estate agent part one. Like this is the stuff that I think people really need to hear because there's a huge misconception about being a real estate agent that is so easy. And that's, again, the furthest, furthest thing from the truth. And if you want to get into real estate, I don't ever want to dissuade anyone from being a real estate agent because hear me on this, guys. Being a realtor is the best thing that's ever happened to me. Like, I love this. It is there's nothing else that I'd rather do right now than be a real estate agent. But I want anyone that wants to come into the industry to come in with actual knowledge and not with like, you know, so to speak, rose colored glasses, because I think that happens too often. And people look at shows like, you know, House Hunters and Million Dollar Listen and things like that. And, you know, can you do that stuff? Absolutely. But that's not reality especially house hunters. House hunters is not reality. You know, you can't, you can't uh, be a kitten watcher and knit for a living and have a $2 million budget. It doesn't happen. But, you know, people see those shows and they are kind of duped into thinking that not only is it that easy sometimes to buy a house, but also that it's that easy to be a real estate agent. Again, being a realtor is probably the most fulfilling hardest, most frustrating, most exhilarating thing I've ever encountered. Because when you have a client, because I've had all range of emotions at closing, I've had honestly anger, like sometimes with sellers and not necessarily at me, but you know, just at the situation. Um, I've had elation, joy. I've had people boohoo cry at closing. The, the clients that really show the appreciation at closing for all the work that you do. And not only that, but also, you know, especially I, I got to say I love the criers because a lot of times people come to me and they don't even think they can buy a house. And part of my job as a real estate agent is a teacher. And I need to teach people how to get to where they want to be. People come to me because they want to be a homeowner or they want to sell or they want to invest. But most, a lot of my clients are first time home buyers and they have no idea where to start. And most people come to me not even thinking that they can actually buy a house. And when you actually school them and I start every conversation with my buyers that it's not as expensive and not as hard as you probably think to buy a house. And when you can actually school people and teach them something that they feel like it was impossible for them to do at first, to see them actually get the keys to their house, when I tell you it's nothing like it, it is literally nothing, it's nothing like it. It's, it's like a high that I can't explain. And that's why I do real estate. It's not the money. It's not whatever kind of glory that I get, you know, people... I guess are starting to recognize me and recognize my name, but that's, I mean, that's not, that's not why I do this. It is the client that cries at closing because they didn't think that they could buy a house and the look on the client's face when they find the one and just the, the text message that I get to send saying, congratulations, your contract's accepted. This is going to be your house. That's why I do real estate. And I wanted to do this topic again because I want people to come in with the right, number one, the right motives. And I don't want people to be fooled into thinking that this is such an easy career. It is 
one of the hardest careers that I know of because at the end of the day, it sells, but it's one of the most rewarding careers too. And I think in life, anything that's worth having and anything that's great is always going to be a little tough, honestly, but it's always worth it. And I think real estate, being a real estate agent is that in a nutshell for me. It's the hardest thing I've ever, I've ever accomplished and that I, you know, am with doing every single day, but it's the most rewarding and the most worth it thing. You know, one of the most rewarding and worth it things that I've ever done in my life. And that, that's why I'm a real estate agent. And, you know, like I said, part one of So You Want to Be a Real Estate Agent is just kind of touching on the misconceptions about being a real estate agent. And I think I I actually want to have other high performing real estate agents to kind of talk about their experience, too. I mean, for me, you know, I've built a pretty sustainable, honestly, pretty sizable business in five years. And I'm really proud about that. And I want to teach you guys, you know, again, these skills that I want to teach you guys and that I will definitely have topics about, they're transferable to any industry. It's not just real estate and it's not just sales. If you're a nine to five employee and you want to continue to rank up and, and continue to get promotions and go higher, these these principles will work for you, too. So I'm, I want to teach you guys that stuff. Um, continue to you know support the podcast. I'm dropping you know episode one and episode two pretty soon which I'm pretty excited about. So definitely subscribe. Um, I'm really excited for you guys to hear this. I think it'll be a really good, uh, a really good podcast for you guys, a really good topic. Um, Like I say to anybody, definitely any kind of podcast topics that you guys want to hear for sure. Let me know because I for sure, I for sure want to hit things that you actually, you guys actually want to hear and that you guys actually care about. Because I don't want to just kind of, you know, get on here and talk. I want to actually do some things that will actually, you know, kind of enrich you guys' lives. So any kind of topics that you guys want to hear, let me know. Again, definitely subscribe. And as always, the definition of a pi- of a powerhouse, guys, is a person or thing of great energy, strength, or power. Every single one of you guys has a powerhouse in you. And I want to help you guys bring that out. So Continue to support the podcast. Continue to let me know any kind of topics or anything that you guys want to hear because I will for sure, for sure do topics on them. Any guests that you guys want me to have on, let me know so I can start reaching out. And I'm super excited for you guys to hear this. Appreciate you, powerhouses. We'll talk soon. Episode three coming soon. Look out for it. But so you want to be a realtor? Part one. Talk to you guys.